Ezekiel 37, verses 1 to 14. Ezekiel 37, verses 1 to 14 happens to be our anchor passage for this month and our prophetic focus for the month is dry bones must live again. The hand of the Lord came upon me and brought me out in the spirit of the Lord and set me down in the midst of the valley. And it was full of bones. Then he caused me to pass by them all around and behold, there were very many in the open valley. And indeed, they were very dry. And he said to me, son of man, can these bones leave? So I answered, O oh Lord God, you know. Again he said to me, prophesy to these bones and say to them, O oh, dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Thus says the Lord, God, to these bones, surely I will cause breath to enter into you and you shall live. Somebody shout, I shall live. I'll put sinews on you and bring flesh upon you, cover you with skin and put breath in you, and you shall live. Then you shall know that I am the Lord. So I prophesied as I was commanded, and as I prophesied, there was a noise and suddenly a rattling, and the bones came together bone to bone. Indeed, as I looked, the sinews and the flesh came upon them and the skin covered them, but there was no breath in them. Also, he said to me, prophesy to the breath, prophesy, son of man, and say to the breath, thus says the Lord God, come from the four winds of breath and breathe on this lane that they may live. So I prophesied as he commanded me and breath came into them, and they lived and stood upon their feet, an exceedingly great army. Then he said to me, Son of man, these bones are the whole house of Israel. They indeed say, Our bones are dry, our hope is lost, and we ourselves are cut off. Therefore, Prophesy and say to them, Thus says the Lord God, Behold, O my people, I will open your graves. Somebody say amen. amen. And cause you to come up from your graves and bring you into the land of Israel. Then you shall know that I am the Lord when I have opened your graves, O my people, and brought you up from your graves. I will put my spirit in you and you shall live and I will bless you in your own land. Then you shall know that I, the Lord, have spoken it and performed it, says the Lord. May the good Lord bless the reading and interpretation of his holy word. Amen. Let's get back to verse number four. The Bible says in verse number four, 
again he said to me, prophesy to these bones and say to them, O dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. I'm speaking on the subject, prophesy to these bones. Prophesy to these bones. The story we have read is about the vision that Ezekiel had. And in that vision into which he was brought, the Bible says, by the Spirit of the Lord, he found himself set down in the midst of the valley. And he gives us an account of his experience in that valley and what he saw there. He says in verse number one, going into two, that the valley was full of bones. And he also says that God caused him to pass by them all around. He went to and fro. God wanted to make sure he had the correct understanding and description of the kind of bones that were in the valley. So he says that the bones were very many. The bones were very many. Secondly, he says the bones were very dry. Very dry. Very dry. And in verse number 10, he's helping us to understand that these very many, very dry bones came back to life. And out of them, he saw the rise of what he's describing as an exceedingly great amen. An exceedingly great amen. And in verse number 11, God is saying to Ezekiel, he says, these bones are actually human beings. They are the whole house of Israel. Israel in her hopelessness. Israel in her defeat. Israel in her confusion. Because the people said, our bones are dry. And hope is lost. And we ourselves are cut off. Cut off from where? The people had, had been taken into exile. Away from the land of promise. You remember in Exodus chapter 3 and verse number 8. When God appeared to Moses. In verse number 7. He says. I have surely seen the oppression of my people who are in the land of Egypt. I have heard their cry because of their taskmasters and I know their sorrows. And because of this, I have come down to deliver them out of the hand of the Egyptians and to bring them up from that land to a good and large land. Hear this. To a land flowing with milk and honey. And unto that land, Joshua took them, isn't it? And at a point, the 
enemies came to take them out of that land of promise. And when they looked at their future, they never saw prospects of getting back to the land of Israel. And so the conclusion of their conversations as they sat in their homes and in other places was our bones are dry. Bones means life. Bones means career. Bones means anything that is of value to you. They said everything about us has collapsed. Therefore, we are dry. People talk about dry marriages, dry businesses, dry careers, dry ministries, dry bank accounts. A dry bone is a situation of difficulty. It is a situation that is frustrating, a situation you have been trying to solve or resolve, but to no avail without any kind of success. The children of Israel were in that kind of situation. Our bones are dry, they said. Our hope is lost and we ourselves are cut off. This passage of scripture that we have read, Ezekiel 37 verses 1 to 14, is a message. It's a message to every hopeless fellow listening to me. Every hopeless message represented, a marriage represented here. Every hopeless career, business, every hopeless financial life represented here. It is a message to you and your situation that there is nothing impossible with God. There are no impossible situations with him. There are no impossible conditions with him. Every situation you are facing can be reversed. I said every situation you may be facing can be reversed. And I decree this hour that the same God who turned these very many very dry bones into an exceedingly great army is changing your level. I said he's changing your level. I'm talking to you. Please shout a louder amen. This passage is a lesson to us. It is a message of restoration. It is a message of restoration that no matter what it is that has gone amiss in your life, God has capacity to reverse it. God has capacity to reverse it. In Joel chapter 2 and verse number 25, God says, I will restore. I will restore. In Jeremiah chapter 30 and verse number 17, Jeremiah 30, 17, God says, I will restore. I will restore. I decree this hour. Every opportunity missed, my God, every privilege missed in times past is being restored back to you. Yeah. I said it is being restored back to you. Yeah. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Yeah. Your weeping may have endured for a night, but my Bible says that joy comes in the morning. Yeah. I decree this hour, joy is coming to all mourners here. Yeah. I said joy is coming to all mourners here. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. I'm talking to you. Shout your loudest. Amen. Hallelujah. But how did these very many very dry bones come back to life until they became an exceedingly great amen? When you go to verse number four, maybe verse number three first. 
after Ezekiel has given us a description of the kind of bones he saw in the valley, that they were in abundance and that they were abundantly dry, he heard God speak to him in verse number three. God said to him, son of man, can these bones live? Son of man, can these bones live? Son of man, can these bones live? Son of man, son of man. He says, I know you are a human being. You are living in a world of limitations, restrictions, breakdowns, slowdowns, and retrogression. But do you think these bones can live? And the man Ezekiel said, oh Lord God, you know. Sometimes it's not good to take sides. <laughs> Some of you have taken sides against yourself. You think that because you are 45, you cannot be married. Because you are 55, nothing can work for you when it comes to childbearing. But this God we serve is able to do exceedingly, abundantly above that which we ask or imagine. I decree this hour that before this month expires, this God who founded this church will surprise you. I said he's going to surprise you. He's going to surprise you with a big miracle. He's going to surprise you with a massive testimony. In the name of Jesus. Please be seated. Be seated. And after Ezekiel said, Oh Lord God, you know. The Bible says God spoke again. God spoke again to him in verse number four. He said, there is a strategy. These bones can live. Many times when God wants to reveal his will about what he wants to do, he will ask you a question. Now, in John chapter 5, you know the passage that there was a man there at the pool of Bethesda who had been there for many years. Jesus asked him a question. Do you want to be made well? John 5 and verse number 6. Do you want to be made well? Don't tell me that Jesus was not aware the man had to be made well. That was one way of letting the fellow know that you are about to be made well. And so when Jesus, I mean, God is asking Ezekiel to say, son of man, can these bones live? It's not that God didn't know that the bones could live. That was one way of letting Ezekiel know and assuring him that the bones were about to experience a turnaround. Good news, your level is about to change. I said your level is about to change. Lift your right hand and say, my level is about to change. Say that again, my level is about to change. Hallelujah. And so God is saying to Ezekiel in verse number four, he says, there's a formula. These bones can live, but for them to live, we need to engage some protocol. There's a procedure that will see these very many very dry bones coming back to life. It says one of such strategy we need to employ in this kind of condition is to prophesy to the bones. 
to prophesy to the bones. To prophesy to the bones. What is to prophesy? To prophesy means to proclaim the word of God planted in your heart by the Holy Spirit. To proclaim the word of God planted in your heart by the Holy Spirit. By the Holy Spirit. So when God is saying to Ezekiel, prophesy to these bones, what he meant is I will give you words. Words in your heart, words in your ears, words in your mouth that you are going to echo to the bones. You will receive the word from me and echo the word to the bones and the bones are going to hear. The bones have got ears to pick what the word is saying. And as the bones hear the word, they are going to pattern themselves after what is being said. My God. I decree this hour, as you engage this principle, there shall be a change of situations. In the name of Jesus Christ. Please listen to me. Dry bones will speak of oppositions of life. Things that don't want you to arrive at your God-ordained destination. In Mark chapter 4, for instance, verses 35 to 41, Mark 4, verses 35 to 41, Jesus had told his disciples, he said, let us cross over to the other side. By the way, life has good sides. There is the poverty side and the prosperity side, isn't it? There's the stagnation side and the progress side. There's the bitter side and then better side. Today, you are moving to the better side. In the name of Jesus. I said in the name of Jesus. And when the disciples started off in line with that instruction, let us cross over to the other side. As they were on their way to the other side. In verse number 37, opposition arose. Opposition arose. There are some of you, you know exactly where you must arrive, where you must go, what you must achieve. You have this dream, but you don't just understand how you can't get there. It's like there's an invisible hand that is pulling you backwards, that is retrogressing your life. I decree this hour, that invisible hand is broken. I said it is broken. I said it is broken. In the name of Jesus. Somebody listening to me is going forward. I said you're going forward. Rise on your feet. Lift your right hand and shout like a warrior. I am going forward. Say that again. I'm going forward. In business you're going forward. Maritally you're going forward. Your children are going forward. In their studies they are going forward. In all dimensions of life, you are going forward. In the name of Jesus. Say that again three times. I am going forward. Hallelujah. You may please be seated. Glory be to God. But Jesus also arose. 
When the storm arose, Jesus also arose. Mark 4, 39, the Bible says, and he arose and rebuked the wind and said to the sea, peace be still. He prophesied to the sea, to the wind, to the storm. That is, he proclaimed words of power to the situation. He said, peace be still. And the wind ceased. And there was a great calm. Listen to me. God is about to do something new for you. That will shock people around you. In the name of Jesus Christ. I'm talking to you. Can I hear a louder shout of amen? Listen to this. It takes prophetic confrontations for oppositions of life to bow. God is saying to Ezekiel, you are going to use the power of the mouth, the power of prophecy, the power of decree to cause the deadness of the bones to bow and eventually you shall see the bones come back to life. It takes prophetic confrontations, prophetic declarations, prophetic decree of the scriptures for oppositions and conditions of life to bow. In Zechariah chapter 4 verse number 7, we see a mountain standing before Zerubbabel. Zechariah 4, 7. We see a mountain standing before Zerubbabel. The man had led a contingent of 50,000 Jews back to Jerusalem to champion the rebuilding of the temple of God because the Lord God of heaven had spoken to Cyrus. He said, you're going to build me the tabernacle that your predecessor had destroyed. You're going to build me a temple that your predecessor had destroyed. But the man said, I don't know the requirements of the God of the Hebrews. Are there any people in my empire that can go back to Jerusalem to champion the rebuilding of the temple? I'll provide all the resources. And when the people went back under the leadership of Zerubbabel, who became the governor of Judah, that work down, they put down the foundation and as they were raising the walls, the work encountered stiff opposition. And the Bible says, that when you read the book of Ezra chapter 4, it says that the work of the building of the temple ceased. That was the mountain that showed up against the Rubabel in that assignment. But we see Zechariah rising in Zechariah chapter 4, verse number 7. Put it there. The Bible says, God speaking, let's begin from verse number six, because God is speaking to Zerubbabel. He said, not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord of hosts. Verse number seven, who are you, O great mountain? Who are you, O great mountain? Prophetic confrontation. Who are you, O great mountain? Somebody here, you must rise in, in the anger of the spirit, my God, in the fire of the spirit, in the audacity of faith to begin to challenge conditions and situations in your life. If your account has no money all the time, there's no money in the house, no money in your account, you begin to say, who are you? Oh, financial hardship. 
if your child is persistently not performing in school, what do you say? Who are you, oh academic underperformance in the life of my child? Who are you? Who are you? Who are you? Who are you? It is not time to be scared of problems. It is time to confront problems. He never said you shall skate around the mountains. He never said you shall go around the mountain. He never said you shall climb the mountain. He said you shall speak to this mountain. Ezekiel, you want the bones to live? Speak to them. Prophesy to them. You want the mountain to move? Speak to the mountain. Command the mountain to move. I'm talking about Mark chapter 11 and verse number 23. If any man says to this mountain, Mark 11 and verse number 23, if anyone says to this mountain, be removed, says, says to the mountain, he must speak to the mountain, he must address the mountain, he must not go around the mountain, he must not be afraid of the mountain, he must not run away from the mountain, he must not fly over the mountain, he must speak to the mountain, speak to the mountain, speak to the mountain. Speak to the bones and the bones shall come back to life. Speak to the mountain and the mountain shall melt before you. Today, the greatest mountain of your life, the greatest mountain of your, of your business, the greatest mountain of your children's academic performance is leveled in the name of Jesus. I said it is leveled in the name of Jesus. I said it is leveled in the name of Jesus. Any power that said you shall never go far. You shall never rise in life. That power scatters by fire now. I said that power scatters by fire now. I said that power scatters by fire now. In the name of Jesus. I'm talking to you shout amen three times. Any condition, any situation, any satanic agent sent to depress your life, sent to keep you downcast in life, that yoke is broken in the name of Jesus. That yoke is broken in the name of Jesus. You shall go where you want to go. You shall achieve what you want to achieve. You shall achieve what you want to achieve. Your dream shall come to pass. I said your dream shall come to pass. Your heart's desire shall be fulfilled. In the name of Jesus. Oh my God. Oh my. Okay, sit down. Sit down. My God. So God is speaking to that mountain, Zechariah 4 and verse number 7. Who are you? Oh great mountain. You're posing yourself tall and high insurmountable. He says, who are you, oh great mountain? That is one way of saying, mountain, you are stupid. He says, before Zerubbabel, look at that. The mountain was before who? Zerubbabel. Just like Ezekiel was in the midst of the dry bones. In the midst of the dry bones. In the midst of the dry bones. God is saying to Ezekiel, you don't have to be helpless. In the face of the bones. Because you carry capacity. I have given you a mouth gift. Somebody shout God. Has given me. A mouth gift. 
Your mouth is not just for eating. It is your weapon of war. It is your instrument of dominion. God is saying to Ezekiel, use what you have to change the conditions around you. Prophesy to these bones. In other words, the answer to these bones is already with you, Ezekiel. There is no question without an answer. Is it making sense here? And no one will ask a question unless they know there is an answer. So the examiner in school who put up examinations for the students, you will have model answers. God has got model answers for every question you encounter. When that son of the prophet lost his iron axe, the tree, the piece of wood that Elisha used to float the axe was already at the river Jordan. So there was already a solution or an answer waiting for a question. <laughs> I decree this hour, your position has changed. I said your position has changed. I said your position has changed. Somebody shout like a warrior. My position has changed. <laughs> I decree there shall be an explosion of testimonies in this house. An explosion of testimonies in your life. An explosion of testimonies in the works of your hands. In the name of Jesus. Sit down. It takes prophetic confrontations for oppositions of life to bow. In Psalm 18 and verse number 44, <laughs> the Bible says, as soon as they hear of me, what do they do, sir? They obey me. From today, as situations hear your voice, they shall bow. I said they shall bow. I said they shall bow. In the name of Jesus. He said I am a man under authority with soldiers under me. My God. I said to one. Do this and he does. Go and he goes. Come and he comes. That is. There is no servant. There is no soldier under me. That I instruct to do something. That will say no. And situations of life are your servants. You must command them on how they must behave. When you say storm, shut up. What must the storm do? Shut up. Somebody shout, I carry authority. When God is saying to Ezekiel, prophesy to these bones. He is saying to Ezekiel, Ezekiel, you carry power and capacity to change the situation before you. Listen, we are not at the devil's mercy. No believer, if you are a true child of God, you are not at the mercy of the devil and his conditions and troubles and difficulties. The Bible says in 1 Peter chapter 5, verses 8 to 9, 1 Peter chapter 5, verses 8 to 9, be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, walks about like a rolling lion, seeking whom he may devour, from whom you must flee. Ah, uh, no. It says, resist him. 
Let him do his stupid thing of moving around like a rolling lion, but stand firm against him. Resist him. Tell him to shut up. Tell him to shut up. Tell him every blessing my forefathers missed, I will enjoy it on their behalf. When he makes you dream that you are failing to cross a river. You know some people have these funny, funny dreams. It's like you dream that you, have, you, you want to cross a river and then it is flooding and then you can't cross. And you wake up and you are shaken. No, tell the devil, Satan, I didn't know you were this stupid. I saw you failing to cross the river. You don't wake up shaking. Hey, Papa, where are you? We need to pray. There are rivers we are failing to cross. Come on. Come on. Whether there is a river or not, you are going forward. In life, you are going forward. Financially, you are going forward. In ministry, you are going forward. In your workplace, you are rising higher. In the name of Jesus. Somebody shout three times, I am going forward. Please be seated. Hallelujah. God is teaching Ezekiel to war with prophecies. To war with prophecies. Prophesy to these bones. He's saying wage war. Engage in battle against forces that have kept these bones dry. And you're going to use the power of prophetic decree to change the situation. Apostle Paul put it this way to Timothy in 1 Timothy chapter 1 and verse 18. 1 Timothy chapter 1 and verse 18. Now hear this. This charge I commit to you son Timothy according to the prophecies my God previously made concerning you that by name you may wage the good warfare. It says war with revelations that were given to you. God is saying to Ezekiel, I will give you revelations. I will give you words. I will reveal to you my will concerning the bones. And the same you shall employ using your mouth to decree over the bones and they shall oblige. Because as soon as they hear of me, they shall obey. Somebody shout hallelujah. I said somebody shout hallelujah. I said somebody shout hallelujah. Ezekiel was given the word of the Lord. Listen to me. What you need to change your situation is the word of the Lord in your mouth. The word of the Lord. The word of the Lord. The word of the Lord. Put the word of God in your mouth. The meaning is, when confronted with any challenge, speak God's word to that challenge. When confronted with any problem, what do you do? Speak the word of God to that problem. Command life into every dry situation of your life. Now, your mouth is not just for eating. Your mouth is a weapon of war. A weapon of war. A weapon of war. It is a supernatural gift 
to help you live a buoyant life in the affairs of the earth. I decree this hour, as you use your mouth to change your world, there is going to be a turnaround. In the name of Jesus Christ. There was no mention of the devil in this passage. You know that? There was no mention of the devil is a liar. No, 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 sir. No, sir. No, sir. We are talking about bones. So, bones come back to life. Come back to life. Come back to life. Now, hear this. The bones were said to be very dry. Very, very dry. But there was no mention of who made them dry. Who has made the bones dry is not an issue. But the bones must come back to life. The bones must come back to life. The bones must come back to life. Your marriages will be enjoyable again. Your bank accounts will carry money again. Your Christian life will be exciting again. In the name of Jesus. Every value you have lost is coming back to you. I said it is coming back to you. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. I said in the name of Jesus. Mm, I may not preach a conventional message today. I know that some of you have... You're, you're just waiting. Pastor, 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 give me some seven points like you usually do. Now, now today there may be no points. But the point is, you are changing levels. <laughs> Any power that said you will never go far, that power crashes now. I said that Power crashes now. I said that power crashes now. In the name of Jesus. Somebody shout, I believe it. Say that louder. I believe it. You may be seated. Look at verse number seven. Verse number seven. So I prophesied as I was commanded. And as I prophesied, there was a noise. And suddenly a rattling. And the bones came together. Bone to bone. What do we see there? Whatever Ezekiel spoke to the bones came to pass. Whatever Ezekiel spoke to the bones came to pass. The meaning is. Let it be a lesson to all of us. That. As we speak to these conditions that we are talking about, we must be confident that what we say is what we shall see. What we confess is what we shall possess. What we talk is what we shall take. No devil should deceive you to say, now it's not working. It's not working. No, sir, it is working. Somebody shout, it is working. Is it working? Somebody shout, yes, it is working. Is it working? Is it working for you financially? Is it working for you maritally? Is it working for you in your business? Somebody shout three times, yes, it is working. Hallelujah. Now, sit down 
Now, please, I want you to say this. <laughs> now, here it is. Verse number seven. So as, so I prophesied. Now, here it is. As I was commanded. Now, here it is. And as I prophesied, there was a noise. Take note of the immediate response of the bones to Ezekiel's prophecy. So the results were immediate. As I began to prophesy, there was a what? A reaction. The first reaction was noise. Noise. The devil will make noise about what you are speaking, about what you are declaring. When you begin to say, I'm going to own 15 houses around town, he will make noise. He will make some rattling sound. Like, where will the money come from? Like, can't you see that you are being stupid? That pastor is deceiving you to be talking big like this. You are a small boy. Look at your family history. Who has ever risen to anything enviable? Who are you that all of a sudden you can rise? Tell that devil to shut down. Hallelujah. Yeah. I said hallelujah. Yeah. I said hallelujah. Yeah. The issue is who said God cannot give you a record breaking testimony? Who said that? Yes, my people may never have risen to anything high, but I can start. There's always a starting point. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Yeah. We saw in our Bible that Moses, for the first time in history, parted the waters, caught the Red Sea, and the people crossed it on dry ground. Hallelujah. So there was no record like that before that, sir. It's only later that the likes of Elijah also, you know, said, ah, our colleague, they said, our colleague parted the water. Now, we, we have, should we fail to cross the River Jordan? Let's climb on the anointing of Moses. The water parting grace. We receive it now and they parted the river Jordan. Elijah did it. Elisha did it. Can I announce you shall be the first in your family to, eat, to reach new heights of accomplishment. In the name of Jesus Christ. Sir, I can tell you that what I'm doing none of my people has ever done. So I am a record-breaking child of my father's house. So too shall you be. In the name of Jesus. Could be in ministry, could be in business, could be in setting up whatever it is. I decree may you become a record-breaking child of your house. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Somebody shout amen five times. One. Two. Three. Four. And five. Sit down. Sit down. Sit down. The man did not weep about the bones. He only spoke the word of God and there was instant reaction. Instant reaction. I decree 
that before the end of this day, somebody is receiving a massive breakthrough. In the name of Jesus Christ. I said in the name of Jesus. What am I saying to you? And what is this story teaching us? Listen, this passage is teaching us that there is a time to pray and there is a time to just prophesy. There is a time to pray. And there is a time to speak. Speaking words of power. Job 22 verse 28. You shall also declare a thing. Job 22 verse number 28. You will also declare a thing. And it will be established. It says you shall not pray. He's not saying pray, pray, pray. But speak. Declare. Declare. And what you are speaking will be what? Established. And then what is going to show next? Light. 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 And that is why, that is how God brought everything we see in creation into manifestation. That is how he brought everything we see in creation into manifestation. He said, let there be. Genesis 1 verse number 3. Let there be light. In the original Hebrew writing, it says, light be. And light became. And what God said is what God saw. What you say is what you see. Do you know why you are not seeing anything? It's because you have not been saying anything. Hmm? Why are you seeing financial hardship? That's what you've been saying. That's what you've been saying. Financial hardship. What you say is what you see. Somebody shout hallelujah. Anything negative you said about yourself and against yourself and it is affecting you negatively, I cancel it. I cancel it. I cancel it. I cancel it. In the name of Jesus Christ. The bones were scattered and lifeless. But as Ezekiel prophesied over the bones, they came together. The Bible says bone to bone. Bone to bone. Bone to bone. I decree this hour that the grace of this service is connecting you with your miracle. The grace of this service is connecting you to your destiny helpers. Your destiny partners. In the mighty name of Jesus. Just like no bone was stranded, every bone connected to another bone. I decree this hour that in this life, I mean all the days of your life, you shall never be stranded again. In every situation, you shall have the way out. I said the way out. I said the way out. In the name of Jesus. You see, one of the secrets of dominion in life is to always remember that no matter the situation, there is always a way out. Hmm? As people say, hey, hey, we don't know what to do. Don't, 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 please don't join in too quickly. Recall 
what we said in church, that there is always a what? A way out. There's nothing like, Pastor, I don't know what to do about my child. No, there is always a way out. Even notorious soul of the Bible, in Acts chapter 8, chapter 9, he, he became Apostle Paul eventually. There's always a way of getting notorious soul to obey until he transforms to become a Paul. There's always a way out. If it's, it's not a way out, then it must be a way through. Because even though I walk through, it's not like I'm abiding in the valley of the shadow of death. I'm simply walking through. Come on, go through in the name of Jesus. Go through means that eventually you shall come out on the other side. I decree this hour, you are crossing to the better side of life. You are crossing to a more glorious dimension of life. In the mighty name of Jesus. I'm talking to you. Can I hear your loudest shout of amen? Lift your right hand and shout, I will prophesy to my situations. Now, Jesus was fond of these things. You remember I gave you Mark chapter 4 and verse number 39 when he spoke to the fig tree. I mean, when he spoke to the wind. When he spoke to the wind. I mentioned fig tree because my mind was already ahead of me to Mark chapter 11, isn't it? Verses 12 to 14. The Bible says that Jesus rose early in the morning out to Jerusalem from Bethany and he was hung, hungry. Yeah. And in verse number 13, the Bible says that yonder he saw a fig tree and he went to, to the tree because he, he thought perhaps he would find what? Something on it to eat. But he did not find anything. So in verse number 14, he spoke to the fig tree. He said, let no one eat fruit from you ever again. Ever again. Now hear this. And his disciples held it. That means he did not say it in his heart. He said it audibly with his mouth. Because some of you say, hey, let me be careful. I'll just speak silently so that people don't hear it in case it does not happen. No, sir. He spoke so loudly. Let no one ever eat fruit from you again. And his disciples said, uh, are we now talking to trees? As if they are human beings. <laughs> but look at verse 20. Mark 11 verse 20. Now, in the morning, as they passed by, they saw, Jesus and his disciples saw so, the disciples who held Jesus talked to the tree, cursing it to death. They saw the fig tree dried up from the roots. There is power in your words. Especially if your words are the word of God. Especially if your words are the word of God. Somebody shout hallelujah. And so in verse number 21, Jesus said to his disciples, verse 21, quickly please. Okay, actually this is Peter now. 
remembering, said, Rabbi, look, the fig tree which you cursed has withered away. So every time you say anything negative, either against yourself or about somebody else, you are actually pronouncing a cause. Yeah. So we see from what Peter is saying here, and Jesus did not dispute it, that what Jesus spoke to the fig tree was actually a cause. So every time you say, ah, some of us know we are like this, you are cursing yourself. You are, I remember some years back, my wife asked me, I said, how was work? I said, fine. How was work? Fine. Every day, how was work? Fine. She said, you mean there is nothing negative happening there? <laughs> Sir, I have no time to talk nonsense with this in my mouth. I speak as commanded. Hallelujah. Please understand these children of God. We have got many professions on earth. The legal profession. Am I right here? The accounting profession. What are the professions? Human resource professions. Secretarial professions. Because some of you are saying, are you not going to mention secretaries? <laughs> Secretarial professions. And then we also have the faith profession. What is it called? The faith. Now, every properly organized profession has what we call ethical standards. It's called the code of ethics. The code of ethics. So I went to school, I know these things. <laughs> so don't think that I'm a pastor because I'm confused. <laughs> code of ethics. That is the standard of behavior expected of practitioners in that profession. Because some of you are expecting me to say expected of people in that profession. That is layman speaking. Professionally speaking is practitioners. <laughs> is it making sense? So now, when you join the faith profession, we also have our own ethics. There are things we say and there are things we don't say even when the situation is trying to force us to say them. We don't. Because we are, we, 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 we are loyal to the tenets of our code of ethics. So in this faith profession, we say, it is well. What? You remember the woman of Shunem who lost her son? Your child is dead. And Elisha is asking you, is it well with you? Is it well with your child? Is it well with your husband? The answer to the three questions was one. It is And when you live your life like that, do you know what people will say? Eh? Those that operate by logic and common sense, they will say that, ah, he's living in denial. Come on. Why are you so stupid? 
It's not that is stupidity, sir. He is living in denial. Things are not working. And then he's just saying, it is well. Sir, I'm speaking the scriptures. I'm speaking. The, now, I decree this sir. That beginning today, you shall be unstoppable. You shall be unstoppable. Financially, you shall be unstoppable. In business, you shall be unstoppable. In marriage, you shall be unstoppable. In career, you shall be unstoppable. Your own sons and daughters shall be unstoppable. In the name of Jesus. Please, can I hear loud a shout of amen here? You might be seated. I've got so many things to say, but um, I want to continue by announcing that beginning this hour, no power of darkness shall resist your prophetic decrees in the name of Jesus. I said in the name of Jesus. Dry bones must live again. How are they going to live again? God says to Ezekiel, prophesy to them. Prophesy to the bones. Prophesy to the business. That is, prophesy change to that aspect of your life where there is a struggle and where the testimony is needed. If Jesus could speak to the wind, if Jesus could speak to demons, my God, if Jesus could speak to the fig tree, then I can speak to my fridge and my cooker and my deep freezer and my sitting room, and my bedroom, and my wardrobe. That means there is no need for me to be sitting on an old torn sofa that I bought in 2012. When I have my mouth, when I carry power to change it, Come on, from here, some of you that are sitting on sofas like that, you go to your sofa and say, sofa, from today, you are not needed in this house. Get out of this house. I replace you with an executive sofa befitting me as a child of God, spirit-filled and tongue-talking believer. And before you know it, at your workplace, they shall create a trip. That shall give you enough for you to buy the sofa. Is it making sense? Sir, I can't imagine my account having no money. No, sir. When I have a mouth, where is my mouth? Ask your neighbor, where is your mouth? There is a miracle in your mouth. There is a breakthrough in your mouth. There is a testimony in your mouth. There is a promotion in your mouth. There is a change of level in your mouth. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. 
tell your neighbor, don't suffer when you have your mouth still with you. Jesus did not take away your mouth. He only took away your sin. Your mouth is still with you, sir. Use it to change your situations. Come on. We change our world with our words. Did you hear what, what I said? We change our world. Sit down, please. We change our world using our words. Hebrews 11.3 By faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the laying on of hands. Huh? No, sir. By faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. God spoke words and worlds came into existence. If you don't like your world, you can change it with your words. Hmm? Month in, month out. Account, no money. Bank account. There's only one drop once a month from your small salary. Do you know that when you receive your pay slip, you can tell that pay slip to say that, look, this is not what belongs to me. What you see on the pay slip. The pay slip, stop misbehaving. <laughs> this is what I call misbehavior. Stop it! Who are you? To be behaving like this. So you begin to announce and then you declare to say that my current income becomes my new tithe. That is, if I receive 300,000, I announce that 300,000 becomes my new what? Tithe. It means my new income has been upgraded to 3 million. And then the devil starts, of course, making noise. How is it going to be? With this, your diploma in accounting, it doesn't matter. I'm not talking about diploma here. I'm talking faith. I'm talking faith. I'm talking faith. Do you know that so many of the people that have a lot of money in the world, they never went as far with education. Yeah. Actually, the most suffering financially are the highly educated. <laughs> because they are trapped in offices where they only wait either for allowance from trips or salary at the end of the month. While their friends are running around. Johannesburg, then they go to Dar es Salaam. They can only go to Dar es Salaam when the company is sending them for some five-day training. But these people in business, they can fly out anytime. Yes. They'll go to Lusaka, come back. Yeah. Because there's a business deal there. And then they fly to Dubai. Huh? Some people work all their life without going to Dubai. Of course, not you, not you, not you. <laughs> <laughs> e! 
Somebody shout hallelujah. hallelujah. I said somebody shout hallelujah. hallelujah. Speak to your situations. And God is saying they are going to change. Speak to them. Speak to them. Speak to your bank account. Speak to your checkbox. Speak to your bank cards. Speak to your fridge. Speak to your cooker. Speak to everything. I know that some theologians will call this teaching stupid. Teach people the right thing. Now, what I'm teaching you is what God taught Ezekiel. And you don't call that stupid, sir. Have you not read in your Bible that Jesus spoke to a fig tree? Have we not read it? Uh -huh. I'm saying, now, because the fig tree had a problem. It did not give him what? Fruits. So he spoke to it. Now, if it is your fridge giving you problems, there's nothing okay to eat there. What, should you not speak to it? Come on. Let's not be religious. Let's not be religious. Prophesy. Speak. Declare. And it will happen. So from today, be careful what you say with your mouth. Proverbs 6 verse 2. From today, be careful what you say with your mouth. Be very careful. Because you are snared by the words of your mouth. And you are taken into captivity by the words of your mouth. Be very careful. In Proverbs 18 and verse number 21. You know the passage. Proverbs 18 and verse number 21. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. Yeah. And those who love it will eat its fruit. Mm. Now, Proverbs 18 and verse number 20. Verse number 20, put it there for us. Now, here it is. Verse 20. A man's belly, a man's stomach shall be what? Satisfied from where? From his bank account? From his employers? No, from the fruit of his mouth. So if you have been starving, it is your mouth that has been starving you. It says your stomach will be filled by the fruitfulness of your mouth. What you say is what your mouth will see. These things are in the Bible. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. I said hallelujah. You are believing God for children in your marriage. Begin to call each other some names of your children in that marriage. Yes. Especially the husband. Prophesy to the womb of your wife. Say you, 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 you lay hand on her tummy and you say in the name of Jesus. Womb, uterus, carry baby here. Yes, carry baby. And, and then you mention the name of the baby. Maybe Jonah. Courage Joanna here. Hallelujah. And then you call your wife Maga Joanna. If you think that is nonsense, your life will never make sense. Come on. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. I said hallelujah. You are believing God for a car 
at the place where you live, at the house where you live, create a car park. That is, you don't have to spend money on it. Just labor to say that my car will be parking here. And then, and then you speak to that ground. Hallelujah. Come on. When God wanted light, what did he do? He spoke. He said, let there be what? Light. So you say, in this space, my car park, let there be car. Every morning, let there be car here. Let there be car. Let now, before you know it, your uncle who last saw you 20 years ago and he lives in America will be saying, look, what is your greatest need? Uh, uncle. I know how stingy uncle is. Uncle is asking me. As you apply these principles, I see you change levels. I see you change levels. I see you change levels. In the mighty name of Jesus. Please, can I hear a loud shout of amen here? Listen, God wants to bring a testimony out of your challenges. I therefore announce this hour. That embarrassing situation anywhere in your life is giving you a massive ground-shaking testimony. In the name of Jesus Christ. I said in the name of Jesus. Let's get back to Mark 11 and verse number 23. Jesus speaking there. He says, assuredly or verily, I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, whoever, 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 whoever says, whoever, it's an open check, sir. That is just about any Jim or Jack can have it. The way it is wanted. The way it is planned. The way it is intended. It's an open check. Whoever. That means you can put your name there. I said to you, a Saubanda, if you can say to this mountain, you mention your name, and then he says, if you can say to this mountain, you mean even with my mouth? Yes. Your mouth. Somebody touch your mouth. Yeah. That your mouth can change situations. I said that your mouth can change situations. Now as you are touching your mouth, command your mouth. Say my mouth from today become a situation changer. Hallelujah. Jesus did not say look at the mountain. Run away from the mountain. But he said, say to the mountain. Say to the mountain. Hallelujah. So how does it work? Now hear this. Whenever you have a situation that is in need of change, look for the word of God that addresses it. Ezekiel did not just say anything and everything. To the bones. No. No. If we may get back to that Ezekiel 37. We were in verse number 4. Isn't it? Where he says. Say to the bones. Oh dry bones. Hear this. Hear the word 
of the Lord. So what the situation must hear is not necessarily your words, but the word of the Lord. Therefore, you must look for the word of God that addresses your situation. Let it fill your heart and believe it in your heart or with your heart and then proclaim it against the situation. So the starting point is not to speak to the situation. No, the starting point is to look for the word of God that addresses the situation. And believe it. Believe it. Because it is only the word of God you believe that profits. Hebrews 4 verse 2. Hebrews chapter 4 and verse number 2. For indeed the gospel was preached to us as well as to them. But the word which they heard did not profit them. Why? Because they did not believe it. They just held it. It was head knowledge. They did not mix it with faith. And if you don't mix the word of God with faith, it doesn't profit you in anything. So look for the word of God that addresses your situation. Let it fill your heart. Colossians 3.16, isn't it? Let it fill your heart. Let the weight of Christ dwell in you richly. Let the weight of Christ fill your heart. Fill your heart. Believe the word. And when you are satisfied that you are in it, then proclaim it against the situation. Proclaim it against the situation. And in this regard, two principles are important. Number one, proclaim boldly. Proclaim when Jesus spoke to the fig tree, he did it boldly. And an aspect of boldness is going to be how audible you say it. Speak it loudly. Boldness has an element of loudness. You speak loudly. Your foul spirit of poverty in this house, shut up. Get out of here. You never sent me to school. You never parent for me. You never created me. Get out of here. Your children may be asking you, Mommy, who are you talking to? So I'm talking to poverty. Where is it? Is it making sense here? Speak boldly. Now, in Acts chapter 14 and verse number 3. Acts chapter 14 and verse number 3. What does it say? It says, therefore, they stayed there a long time. Hear this. Speaking boldly in the Lord. Speaking boldly in the Lord. Speaking boldly in the Lord. Speaking boldly. That is how Jesus spoke to the wind and the waves. In that, uh, Mark chapter 4, verse number 39, we looked at earlier. When he arose, he rebuked the wind. Look at this. And said to the sea, peace be still. You see exclamation mark at the end of still. What does that mean? It was bold speaking, very loud. 
ferret out. And that is how we chase a dog that we don't want near us. Do you say, dog? Ah? No, no, no. Those of you that have had dogs in your homes, you say, dog. Hallelujah. <laughs> no, sir. You say, hey, you shut up. Yeah, move. And many dogs have got names. And they're usually given people's names. <laughs> Jack. So the name of a dog is what? Jack. So, Jack, move. Come on. Hey, hey. And the devil is, is tormenting you and say, Dave. <laughs> Come on. Are you sick? Say, you sit and shut up. Move. Come on. Get out of here. Is it making sense here? Number two, speak continually, consistently, persistently until it happens. In creation, God never stopped speaking until everything was put in place. In the testimony of the vow of dry bones that became an exceedingly great army, Ezekiel never stopped talking until all the bones aligned and until he saw the intended product. So you speak continually. Psalm 35 and verse 27. Psalm 35 and verse 27. The Bible says, let them shout for joy and be glad who favor my righteous cause and let them say once in a while, no, let them say continually. Let them speak 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 continually. Continually until it comes to pass. Until it comes to pass. Speak to that driving license continually. Remind driving license every now and then. Say, driving license, you are not in my wallet for decoration. I'm supposed to be using you to drive a car. Therefore, bring the car of your kind. Hallelujah. And mention the car you want. Mention the, now, regardless of what is happening with your pocket, mention the car you want. Mention the car you want. It's not feelings. I'm not teaching you how to feel about situations, but how to change them. Because some of you, you are more sensitive to feelings. Oh, pastor, I am down. Come on. Come on. You are not down. You are seated with Christ in heavenly places. <laughs> somebody shout hallelujah. I said somebody shout hallelujah. I said somebody shout hallelujah. Mm. Beloved, when you say what God says, he becomes committed to fulfill it. When you say what he says, when you speak what God is saying, you commit his integrity to make it happen. You commit his integrity to make it happen. Somebody shout hallelujah. I said somebody shout hallelujah. Rise on your feet if you can.
the way you are rising. Somebody give the Lord a shout of praise. I, I don't know how many are saying, Pastor, what you are saying is making a lot of sense to me. I don't know how many we have because I know that, you see, I've been in this business long enough. Um, when you preach, it's not everyone who will be like saying, ah, I've been blessed. Mm. There are always those that will be saying, ah, has he finished? How could he finish such a subject without mentioning Ezekiel 18? You know, there are always people like that. They know better than the pastor. It's okay. If you think I needed to mention some Joshua chapter 14 or whatever, why don't you mention it to yourself? <laughs> but I know that the majority of us are saying, Pastor, wow, this message has equipped me for an unstoppable life of change of levels. If you are one of them, lift your voice, appreciate God for the ministration of his word this morning. Lift your voice. 